The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Bear down, Bears fans, Breeze Nation, what's good? Training camp week two is underway, so we got to break it all down here on the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. Only channel talk Chicago sports, high Chicago talk, so make sure that you get in tune with us. Ringo's lost the sunglasses, what's good, so we man? know that it's going to be a good day. I'm just playing. But, uh, I don't got the glasses, y'all. I don't got the glasses. We can see his eyes. Uh, no, I mean, listen, week two is underway. I'm excited for this because pads come on and we're finally going to get to see what really is what we should expect from the Chicago Bears team. I think that's the main thing that that we really got to focus in on here. What are we looking for from this Bears team in week two of camp here? We'll get into all that more on today's episode. We got to also talk about uh pass rusher hey we got to get one eventually right when it when is that finally going to happen i think that that's coming soon um or at least that's what ryan poles keeps telling us but which one is really going to be the best one to go get a yannick Ngakwe? is it going to be a justin houston we'll talk about that and justin field seemed to find the connection with chase claypool so we'll get into some of that as well first things first ringo how you feeling my boy Hey man, uh, I'm I'm good, man. It, it was a it was a good weekend. Um, hopefully y'all stay safe. I mean, I, I kind of chill, uh, watch the fight. Hopefully, uh, none of y'all ended up like Earl Spence. Jeez. Um, man. hey, it's it's, it's 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 levels to this. It's like it's. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That man got murdered. That's all we'll say about that. That man got murdered. That's that's a tough time. Tough life for you to live like that, man. But we got week two of training camp coming here Uh, today. Kind of a review of some of the things that that we're seeing up there today. I mean, listen, the Chase Claypool to Justin Fields connection seems like it's getting underway. Really feel good about kind of where that connection is at, how they're, you know, starting to move themselves into a position where it feels like Chase Claypool is going to be a very valuable piece for this team. And this coming, what, two weeks after everybody was losing their minds on, oh, my God, he's on the pup. This guy sucks. It's going to be the worst trade ever. Now, again, I come into all of this, even after today, hearing that, you know, he he the connection was there. Justin Fields to Chase Claypool, the connection was finally there. Uh, I still come out of everything and saying, you know, when the pads come on, that's when we'll see what's real, who's real, who's going to be able to go out and do certain things. I think that's the real, you know, the part that we're really waiting on. And we get to finally see that tomorrow. But at a minimum, how do you feel about hearing that Chase Claypool is uh, finally starting to click up with Justin Fields and that, 
You know, I mean, listen, if we're being 100% honest, right, that what is he doing for this offense moving forward if if he can stay consistent and healthy? Um, I mean, I I, I think that's the biggest thing. If, to, to me, I'm, I'm definitely looking at it like about time, like, I mean, listen, listen. They brought him here for a reason, and it's like everybody's been saying. It's like you've been saying. It's like I've been saying. Everybody's pretty much talked about it. The Bears having DJ Moore. I don't really think people realize like how good this dude actually is and what that's about to do for the offenses, for the offense as a whole. Like that's gonna create so much more of a mismatch with with him. Just by just by itself to the point that they're going to have to leave other people open. Like Mooney, Mooney's gonna be back in the slot. Um uh, apparently, uh from, from what everybody from what everybody's been saying. So you look at him, Claypool's finally Claypool's finally starting to get it down packed. There's there's gonna be mismatches all over the field, which yeah. which now in turn, instead of um, you know, going back to a couple of days ago, um, when Ryan Post had the interview with um, with with, with Waddle and Sylvia and those guys, he was talking about uh, Justin executing, t- taking his time, and things like that, so on and so forth. That'll be able, like now, he's gonna have the time to sit there, get the snap, look down the field, make his reads, and there's there's gonna be something open, which is why I keep harping on the point that I feel like this team will be able to put up um, the 25 a game. So with Chase Claypool exploding like that, you kind of want to keep and continue to see that. But also there's going to be pads on the mall. So we don't really know who the real guys are going to be, but hopefully as you say, cream rises to the top. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm excited about what Claypool can bring to this team. I think that he's a guy to me where, I I look at kind of how this Bears team is going to be able to attack things offensively. I think you said it right, especially adding in Tunyon, adding in some of those guys, right? The mismatch is what you're really going to see, is what you really Mm -hmm. want to see from this team as they continue to move forward. And for me, I get excited when I see a guy like Chase Claypool going out there making tough catches today, doing the things that we needed him to do last season, but he just wasn't healthy enough to be on the field to do and doing it without the pressure of having to be the Chicago Bears' best wide receiver. I think that that's something that you really can't overlook because to me, when I look at this Bears team, when I look at, you know, the talent that's on this team that doesn't have to be in those pressure situations that a DJ Moore is going to be in that a, you know, that Justin Fields is going to be in realistically, right? When you think about the talent that Chase Claypool has while on top of that, adding in the ability to go out and be able to pass catch the ability to be able to go out and use that size in the end zone, the ability to be able to go out and as Tyler Scott put it right, just run aggressively through routes and different things like that. I think that him as a number two, if you're able to lock that in, that's going to be really, really good to see from this Bears team moving forward. And that's something that does excite me, man. I mean, when I when I look at how this offense is going to function, I just see easy passes for one guy. It's going to be like, right, almost to me like the Golden State Warriors when they had KD. And I'm not saying it's going to be to that level, not championship level. I'm not saying any of that. But where there was never a good option for you to guard defensively. And if they wanted to take the easy shot, they always could. 
I think that right now the Bears have the easy shot. I think that right now when you look at the Chicago Bears team, there's going to be a ton of the easy underneath plays. And the one part that I've noticed while being at training camp that you spend hours and hours and hours seeing when you watch Justin Fields early in camp is he's willing to take the underneath. He's willing to sit there and go, okay, nope, it's not that deep. Boom, we got to lace this in there and knock this pass in. I, I'm I'm so excited to see kind of how this offense is going to be able to attack because I think that there's just so many options. I think Chase Claypool is the beginning of that. When you look at what Chase brings to the team, man, I mean, speed, size, over-the-top ability, and jump ball ability. And, of course, when you get down in the red zone, we know what he can do down there. So it's going to be a really fun season. And I'm just – I think that – I think Bears fans are going to be in for an offense that we probably haven't seen anything close to probably since B. Marsh and Alshon were here. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say too that like I'm, I mean you 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 spoke about it like Chase is just even even Tyler said this like Chase is such a physical specimen. It, it's it's literally like can he just stay healthy? Like Justin's willing to take the under. To 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 take the underneath stuff. Obviously, guys are gonna be there to be open, but I'm 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 totally looking at it off of the 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 deep ball ability and how he also um you know is gonna be able to high point the ball um with with Chase at the top as well. I mean, you talk about it, you just literally talk about it when they get into the red zone. It's literally like. You got Komet, who kind of had the breakout season, which is which is why he got paid. But now, now you got Claypool down there. Those are those are those are two six five dudes. Then you you get the underneath, or or you you can get routed up with either uh, DJ Moore or um, you know Darnell Mooney. So it's it's literally you're going to have to take your pick. Um, but th- listen, bro, th- these are these are good problems to have because the one thing that Everybody always says, "Oh yeah," and also Tyan, and also Tyan. Shout out, shout out, Baki. Also Tyan. So there's gonna be a ton of mismatches because the one thing that everybody always says, you definitely have to convert in the red zone. And what you having a Robert Tyan, what you having, what you having a Cole Komet and a Chase Claypool, and then you could possibly get routed up by by a DJ Moore. To I'm you talking about those back shoulder fades to the end zone in the corner in the red zone, like hey. It's really about to be a problem. It's really about to be a problem. Here's the question that I think we got to address here, right? What do we want to see from this Bears team in pads? What's the one thing that, I mean, as you break it down to the the furthest point where we can break it down Mm -hmm. to, what do you really want to see from this Bears team when they put the pads on? I think think for me, uh, just execution. Just, just more execution. Well, that was a coach answer if I ever because, heard one, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. Hey, hey, hey coming soon. Ebook coming soon. Um, uh, no, nah, literally, I, I think there's more execution because I mean, you, you're, you're, you're hearing, uh, Cody, Cody Whitehair talk about it. Um, like, like Tyler Scott saying that, um, you know, it's he hasn't necessarily got adjusted to the speed of the game because they. They haven't really done anything yet, but you're definitely going to be able to see who those guys are in pads. So I, I definitely think the execution because Cody's talking about, you know, you got to think about it, right? Tevin, Tevin's made the adjustment. He switched his position. Cody's talking about some, um, 
Cody's talking about going to different sides where now you have to use now you have to use the the dominant hand that you were using last season. You now you got to kind of switch that over, things like that, and, and and so on and so forth. But I think it's more so on those, more so going to be on those skilled guys. So I'm kind of interested to see what a Tyler Scott does. I'm kind of interested to see like Khalil Khalil Herbert wants to take those you know number one running back reps. I want to see what the blocking looks like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I I I need to see stuff like that. So just execution on those little things can go such a long way because everybody's talking about this definitely looks like a new offense um, after that first week of training camp. No, for sure, man. By the way, uh, hit, if you are in here right now, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. I need y'all to do me a favor. Go ahead and uh... come on. Push the button. Come on. Push the button. Come on, push the button. Yeah, come on, push the button. You heard what she said. Y'all heard what she said, man. Push the like button, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. Here's the thing for me that I'm really looking to see from the Chicago Bears team. Once we get the pads on, once we start seeing this team be able to go out there and really, really get a good assessment of what we have. I want to see what the defensive line pressure is really like. I want to see what the offensive line is actually going to be able to do versus that pressure. We saw a play today, right, where uh, Javon Dexter ends up getting into the backfield because, um, you know, just nice play, gets into the backfield, forces some pressure, Justin Fields ends up throwing a pick. Do those plays happen when um, you have the pads on? Do those plays happen when you're really looking to go at it, when you're really out there trying to block? And I think that that's the part that you have to really focus in on. If you're a Bears fan in in any capacity with all of this, right, the main thing that you're looking for from this team is how are you going to be able to go out there and throw blocks, lay hits, all of that stuff, when it actually matters, when you're actually starting to run reps full speed, when you're actually running reps with pads on. And how are the, I think the main thing is, right, what's Justin Fields going to be able to do when real pressure is actually getting put in his face? That's the one thing we haven't seen here early, right? We've seen a couple of moves where, yeah, somebody gets in the backfield or somebody makes a nice play or, you know, it would have been a sack. But even then, right, you're still pulling up way short of actually hitting anybody. You're pulling up way short of that, you know, anything that's, That's crazy out there. And I'm trying to see, get a real evaluation of what this quarterback is going to be able to do with pressure in his face. How are these receivers going to be able to run? Because guess what? It's easy to be the fastest dude on the field when you don't have all your pads on. Right, right. It just is. It's easy to be the fastest dude on the field when nobody's grabbing his shoulder pad. What did you say when, uh, I I mean, but even to that point, right, I'll go back to something you said when when we were looking at the combat. Everybody was freaking out because of Anthony Richardson. And like, hey. Is it easy to throw the ball from the 30 all the way, all the way to the 20? The Anthony uh, Richardson stuff was weird, bro, because I was like, everybody was like, oh my God, he hit the rafter. I was like, that's not good. That's not what you want from him. Like, that's not that's not what you want to see. You don't got the pads on. Mugs are, mugs are doing some mugs are doing some crazy stuff. But it's literally um it, it's it's literally to the point. You you know you you just gotta you're you're really gonna be able to see who those guys are. Does Jess, does Justin, um you know keep taking the underneath stuff? Yeah. What what does the what does the line look like? Because um you you know from all from all accounts, I mean Cody White Cody Whitehair just got done saying it a little bit earlier. Like they feel like they got one of 
you know, the, the best lines in the league. They're re- they're really good lines. So you, for me too, I also want to see because I always make it a point to say, yo, last year, you know, the uh, Justin was second in QB hits, um, and and I know he was running a lot, but can they keep that number down? Because if you keep that number down, that means one, Justin's healthy, he's upright, so he can make plays. But two, I would assume that at that point the Bears are winning games. So yeah. everything everything kind of goes hand in hand. But I I think to me I would say I would say probably Khalil and, and how and how the offensive line looks for me. I kind of my top two things, especially when he when these pads come on, because I I think the I think the defense will have you know some things that they got to work on because that's also like I want I wouldn't say a brand new group. But they're, they're definitely learning each other, but I'm I'm definitely more invested in the offense than I am in the defense. I, I get it. I mean, for me, though, it, here's the thing, right? And I think that this might be even what Ryan Poles is looking for a little bit, right? Because we're still waiting for this pass rusher, and I do want to get into this pass rusher conversation as well. But we're still waiting on this pass rusher. What does that defensive line have? To me, that's such a huge question right now because I can feel excited about what Demarcus Walker is going to be. I can be excited about how Andrew Billings is a good run star, but what but what realistically does this defensive line have? How quickly are Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens going to be able to get into the real, you know, like getting the backfield for real versus Cody Whitehair with pads on, right? Like I heard, I think it was Yurko who was talking about it with me over on the Chicago Bears podcast, and he was basically saying, listen, you don't have those flat surfaces to push off of, right? You don't have nothing to get under. I'm hitting your shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, I'm hitting smooth. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's not making, it's yeah. not what I need to hit to knock you off of your butt or knock you on your butt. And so you're not getting a good evaluation of what these guys are doing right now. I love the fact that Javon Dexter was in the backfield today. I love the fact that Chase Claypool looked good today. I love how the Bears, you know, are are attacking downfield. I love how DJ Moore's attacking downfield, but are you going to be able to get those same things off? I'm really looking at the trenches here. Um, And and I mean, here's the thing. We've talked about this a couple of times as well. It's popped up a couple of times on, I mean, pretty much everybody's talked about it. There's been a few times where Darnell Wright's gotten beat. There's been a few times yeah. where, you know, and you expect that from a rookie a little bit, right? But is Darnell Wright getting beat when things are a little bit more of the norm? Because mm-hmm. this is the time now where I think you're going to get your best evaluation of what your team is. Of course, heading into preseason, you're still going to get some some kind of evaluation on that as well. But I think that this is the time where you're going to get your best evaluation of what your team is going to be able to go out and do on a on a on any given Sunday, especially in the trenches right now. Main question to me also as well, right? Javon Dexter getting through. What's Cody Whitehair look like? Because we've had Cody Whitehair at center before. Cody Cody Whitehair switched positions. He switched positions now. And Cody Whitehair wasn't that great of a center. It was okay. He got the job done. There's a, but but I mean that 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 go but that goes back to my that goes back to my question from a, a couple of episodes ago. Like, like I, I, I think that you know, at the end of the day, like I, I, I think Paul, I think that this offensive line as a whole is going to get a lot of run, a lot of run in preseason because you, you just, you just don't know. Like, I mean, I mean, look, uh, Darnell Wright c- comes in, he's telling you to address him as all, all pro Darnell Wright. 
and all and, pro. And, and you and you telling me, yeah, and you and you telling me he's getting beat. How's that? How's that gonna look when the pads come on? Cody White, Cody Whitehair is finally going back to center. Like you said, he was okay. Um, what wasn't that great? Um, Tevin's moving a position, so I, I I think that they're gonna get a lot of run. And like I keep saying, the faster they sure up the offensive line, the better Justin looks, which means the better his offense looks, and that's that's gonna lead the wins. Everything has a like if they do that, everything will have a positive domino effect. Yeah. Everything will have a positive domino effect, and I, I really think that they'll be able to do that. But it's just gonna take some time. How long is the question? Yeah. Uh, seeing some comments, Cody did go to Pro Bowl at center. Oh, he did. Like I, he yeah, did. did. But we can also acknowledge that you know it was some issues. Yeah, he wasn't a great snapper. He wasn't a great snapper of the ball. Um, and and put and listen, he was he's better than Sam Mustafer, so it's got to be an upgrade. That's all I'll say. I mean, he was he was musty. So yeah. hey, musty was musty, bro. I can't believe he got picked up again. I don't care what nobody said. Like <laughs> I love J Mac. J Mac was like uh, uh, Jason McKee. Who I do the Chicago Bears podcast with. He was like. You know, I love Mustafer because, you know, Olin works with Sam Mustafer. Olin and Jason are really close. And I was like, listen, I got to a point last season where I had to just say, if if Olin Cruz pop up and try to beat me up, I'm going to just have to hold that. Because, I, like, I can't – this dude is terrible. Like, he's awful. But, again, you know, you don't know the slide protections, different things like that, all that that goes into it. But Sam Mustafer was pretty bad. Like, we don't have to – we don't have to mince words yeah. on that one. Uh, let's keep this thing moving along, man. Appreciate you, appreciate you guys for pulling up. To the live, hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. Appreciate we do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel, only channel, talk Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Here's the real conversation that I think we all need to have. That's good. Of course, we want to see the Bears go out and get a pass rusher, but what is the best pass rusher for the Bears to go out and get today? What is the best pass rusher for the Bears to go out and get right now? Justin Houston is available, and the Bears have been interested in him. Yannick Ngakwe is available, and he's been interested in the Bears. But where are the Bears sitting right now when you're looking at the pass rush, when you're looking at what these guys are going to be, you know, trying to trying to come in and add to this Bears defensive line, what is the best option for the Chicago Bears to take? And this is such a tough one to me because Justin Houston coming off a 10-and-a-half sack season – you really think that he's going to be able to come in here and make an impact, but 35. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean like that, it's like it's like 
You're going true. to get a one-year guy. You're going to go get a one-year deal. You're going to be addressing this in the draft again next year. Or you come in, you get a Yannick Ngakwe who, yes, he's going to struggle against the run a little bit. He just is. He's not a great run blocker. We've seen that. We we already know what the stats are, whatever comes with that, blah, blah, blah. But to me, you already know younger guy, younger body. You already know what you're going to be able to go out and get from him as far as a pass rusher. Can you hide his issues that he brings as a defensive lineman? See, okay, so this is this is my thing. I, I think that with the, I, I think that with the with the linebackers and hold on, hold on, hold up. Just to, just to address this real quick, huh? Samurai J with the super chat. Random question: If Jesus had a signature <laughs> shoe, what would be a good name? You got to go, Jesus Walk. No, you got to go to Jesus no. Walk. The, the 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 Jesus Walk ones. You got to, bro. The Jesus. God show me the way, cause the devil trying to break me down. Come on now, I right, appreciate the, you. Man, the Jesus Walk ones. Go ahead. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Um. Nah. Bro. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm looking at it. I mean, I know you. I know you don't like. You know, when we bring up the fact that you know, you know, Brisker. Brisker had a decent amount of sacks uh, last season, and you know you don't want to you don't want to safety linear team in sacks. But I mean, I feel like in, in that aspect he'll be able to help. But I think I think the the bigger question is right because you talk about Justin Houston being thirty five, Yannick and got and. Yannick and Gakwe, Courtney, Courtney says unique in Gakwe, so I, Yannick, I'm going Yannick. Yannick I, don't, I don't know. Yannick and Gakwe, um. He's he's been a mercenary for hire yeah. the last three years. So, which the the question for me is like, which one year deal sounds better? But to me, see, Yankee doesn't want to be a mercenary for hire. He wants to be signed to a long term deal, a deal where a multi year deal. He didn't say long term, but a multi year deal. Oh, okay. And when you take that, into account, see, this is where that, that helps. This is where to me, right? I question what really went down with Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know if he's a great teammate or not, but here's the thing. He leaves the Jaguars, goes to the Vikings. Vikings in 2020, what were they doing? Nothing, exactly. They were trying to find their way, so they end up moving on from Yannick. Ravens get him. He has, and by the way, he he had bad seasons there. Right, he had a five sack season at the Vikings. He had a three sack season with the Ravens. He wasn't playing well there. Goes over to the Raiders. Raiders get him ten sacks. Raiders start a rebuild and trade him to the Colts. He goes over to the Colts, still dominates there, but he was on a one year deal with the Raiders. Blah blah blah, all of that. Right, I think that now it's crazy to say. But from Vikings to Raiders, oh no, I, I tweaked on that. He got traded not not from the Raiders to the Colts. Got traded from the Vikings to the Ravens. I tweaked on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so eight sack season for him basically in that year. But for the, for the Raiders, he got traded from the Vikings to the Ravens and oh. then signed with the Raiders and then they moved him and he ends up with the Colts. Blah blah blah. All I'm saying is that all of those teams were in situations where it didn't make sense to bring back Yannick Ngakwe. You have to look at the situation that the team is in if you're going to look at why the player wasn't brought back. All of those teams were in situations where it just didn't make sense to go out and pay him at that point or to keep him at that point. Or I can trade him and get assets back. 
Steve-O said you need to work on these YouTube notifications. Hey, that's on YouTube, bro. That's why I got the Discord. By the way, if y'all want to join the Discord, uh, check out the community tab. We got the Discord over there. But uh, that's why I got the Discord, because I know YouTube don't be sending out the notifications, bro. YouTube be tweaking. That's why we got the Discord, man. Make sure you keep checking the Discord. We got plenty of video drops over there. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think I think for me, I, I think I, me personally, I, I want I want Justin over Yannick, and and, and just just in my mind, this is why. Um, literally, I mean, you you talk about it. You said, you know, he he's over there with the Viking. He's, he's over there in Minnesota. You, you you said yeah. How many? You said yeah. How many sacks? Over there in Minnesota? Yeah, five sacks in Minnesota gets five. traded to the Ravens, got three more sacks with the Ravens. Got, got three more sacks with the Ravens. Yeah. Go go over to the go goes over to you you, you said you said the Raiders? Uh it, so it goes it goes Vikings, Ravens, Raiders, Colts. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're over there with the Raiders. Matt Max Max Crosby's over there. So then it's like, okay, well, he's gonna get he's gonna get the amount of double teams. It doesn't make sense for me to bring him back in that situation because I mean we got at that at that point if we in a hunt for Chandler Jones, I'm a, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go grab Chandler. Yeah, you go over to the Colts. Uh, uh, Darius Darius Leonard or, or, or no uh, Shaq Leonard, my bad, Shaq Leonard. Then you turn around, you got you got DeForest Buckner. He got no choice to eat. If I'm the Bears, I'm kind of looking at it like, yo, we don't have that other guy, yeah, for for him to you know go out go out and honestly dominate. So it's like, but I don't know what I don't know what's really gonna happen because it, it it seems like he needs the other guy opposite of him to to go out and really to, to go out and really show what he can do. Um, but I I don't know I don't know me personally that's just me if I because if I'm Justin Houston I want. You know, um, Pickens. I, I want Pickens and uh, Fowler to learn from um, from 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 Justin, as opposed to me getting Yannick. I, I I don't mind the mentorship of it, and I think I that probably I I, I, I would va- I would value the mentor mentorship over. over that probably numbers. is something that I think will have a pretty big impact on the on the Bears. No lie, I'm not gonna value. I'm not gonna say that. That's not something the Bears don't need, but I think the question mark is when you start going out and getting 34-year-old pass rushers, you have to ask yourself if Justin, if Justin Houston is the anomaly, right? Is he still that anomaly? Is he still that guy who defies the age? Is he is he the, right, uh, um, who who is who just retired? Somebody just retired that, that basically defied. I mean, hey, you can even say Indomitian Sue a little bit with some of his age, although I don't think he was, eh, I guess Sue might be up there. Yeah, no, nah, I think he's what thirty-five. I don't actually know how to spell his name. Thirty-six years old, so he was a guy yeah. that kind of you know defied the odds when you when you look at how his career ended up finishing out. Um, you know, like is he going to be that kind of player that just continues? Bruce is a great one. Uh Bruce. Nah, Smith yeah, is yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, Bruce, Smith, Bruce Smith is, is nice. he going to be somebody who continues to defy the odds of okay, as long as I'm in here. I'm going to be able to make an impact, or are you going to get him kind of on the Robert Quinn? You know what I mean? Like, yes, I got the one year of 18 and a half. And then we got the year where it was like, Oh, he's, he died. Like he, he actually, he's right there. He's sitting on the ground. Somebody pick up his body. RIP my man's. I mean, uh, we got a trade. it's a, it's a possibility, but 
I'm also I'm also looking at the fact like we 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 got that we got this team at nine wins nine wins possibly ten wins. I need to see these guys get better. We uh week to week. Yeah, and and that's my thing. The best way I know how to do that is if I as if I bring him in and he's teaching. Hey, hey, are you supposed to be here? If he if he does this, I need you to go under. You know you know what I'm saying? Like no, I need I, I need them to at least be able to say like, yo. We're we're getting we're getting better overall as a unit, and he's making the room better because I, I mean, for all accounts, um, you saw it um in in this draft, they had, they had a chance to go get, you know, J- Jalen Carter, and the minute the minute the Bears didn't, and he went to the Eagles, I literally told kid, I'm like, I I I would say that Poe's values, you you know, I you he needs a he needs a vet. In that type of room, and I, I don't think as good as Jalen Carter was, you feel me? That was going to be the right situation for him, even even though he was down in that spot, and the Bears could have took him. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I think that the the main thing for me is, while both of them, I believe, will make an impact. What's going to make the best impact for the Bears? Are you are you looking to go mentorship? over talent and even with Justin Houston right when I look at that defensive line with Justin Houston on it I feel I feel good about it I don't feel great about it I I feel like okay it says two things to me right if the Chicago Bears go out and get Yannick Ngakwe it tells me that the Bears feel like their defensive line needs more help than it's ready to have so we got to go sign a big name player if the Chicago Bears go out and get Justin Houston, to me, that tells me that the Bears feel like, nope, we've got some young guys here who are going to put some good tape on this season. We're going to be able to go out and dominate. We're going to be able to go out and show some flashes, make some plays early on. And then on top of that, we want to add Justin Houston in here for the stability to keep everybody, you know, cope aesthetic, to make sure that everybody has uh, understands what direction we're going here to get the coach's message out to these guys. Like, I, I think that that's... It, it's almost two different worlds, but it tells you so much about the belief in your young guys yeah. that you went out and drafted this yeah. year, which I think that they think Javon Dex. I think Javon Dexter is going to be better this year, right? He's going from a two-gap system to a penetrating style system. All he has to worry about now is pinning his ears back and trying to get to the quarterback. That's what made him great when he was coming out of high school. That's what had him higher than Jalen Carter. That's what he played that first year at Florida where he was dominant. Then everything happens in Florida. Florida's a crazy place. You probably shouldn't went to Florida. Amen. Right? And he goes to a two-gap system, and all of a sudden he starts to drop. Um, I think going back to that penetrating style, and hopefully we're able to get him over on over on the Chicago Bears podcast as well. I think going back to that penetrating style is going to improve his game so much. Um, and then if you add a guy like Justin Houston to that. I think it makes him better because your focus isn't going to be as much on a rookie. Your focus is on the guy who was 34 years old last year with nine and a half sacks. Your focus is going to be on the guy who was killing the quarterback last year. Yeah. I mean, so I think that there there's, there's aspects to each side of it. And right now where the bears are at, you're going to have to try and generate pressure. I mean, you're going to have to try and generate pressure up the middle. I, I don't have a big confidence in them. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you 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 need it, and especially in those especially in those spots. I think it's gonna be a little rough, especially because you have to get to third down of uh, uh, for these mugs to be effective, and I, and I and I think they will. But with that 
with with not having, you know, that pressure coming off of the end, I'm having to go up the middle. You also have it where, like now, I need I need to get off the field quick, fast, and in a hurry. When we when you know the 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 offense has possession because the longer that they stay on the field, they're bound to get they're bound to get tired. But I I, I guess the flip side to it is like yo, if this offense does what the offense is supposed to do, you're not you're now controlling time of possession. Yeah. So it, it's literally like that. So that's like kind of a third thing that you know Paul has the you know kind of think about because it's like yo. We we got the ability, or or you know, not not post, but also Getty, because we we have the ability to run a time down. Okay, you know these guys are a little bit tired. We may want to you know draw this out a little bit, uh, so on so on and so forth. I'm not saying that they need to go out and and settle for three because the end goes to get seven. But do they have a good enough offense where the defense doesn't have to be on the field as much? But on the flip side to it. No lie, too. Like, I think to me, when I look at a signing like a Justin Houston or Yannick Ngakwe, whatever it is, I don't look at it as just a defensive signing. I keep telling people this. The thing that made that Bears team even more dangerous when they went out and got Khalil Mack in that first year was the fact that Khalil Mack was putting Mitch Trubisky in the best positions to be successful. (laughs) Bro. Khalil Mack was allowing Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, that defense as a whole, right? They were allowing Mr. Biskey to start at the 40. They were allowing Mr. Biskey to start in the red zone. They were allowing Mr. Like there weren't, I know like when you go back and look at it, there's not a ton of plays last in, in that season where you're just like, man, Mitch had to go the length of the field to go down and get us a win. <laughs> Damn Jones. Oh my, my <laughs> Basically, I mean, hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, pay your running back. But uh or don't. But you did anyway. Uh I just I, I don't know. Like for me, I'm I'm looking more to I want to add to this defense so that it's complimentary enough for Justin Fields to be able to take advantage of some short field opportunities. And I think there'll be more opportunity for that this year. I don't think we're in the same situation as last year. I just don't. No, nobody does. It, it, like, like you could, you can tell on paper and the feel from everybody basically talking at training camp. Um, uh, you, you know that this this team isn't the same. This team is absolutely not the same. They're going to be able to put up points. They're going to be able to control time of possession. And I and I literally think I, I think because um, you know they were they were saying um, you know. Uh, Getsy Getsy comes from that. Um, yo, they're they're running. He's basically gonna be running the Shanahan system. I would be willing to bet that if he gets into those situ- situations, you might see a a a, a ten play drive, fifteen play drive. Even even there, I, I believe they're gonna be capable of. A, of you're going to see a seventeen play drive, in 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 a, in a couple of these games. Yeah, I honest, honestly, to the point where the defense is going to be able to look a whole lot fresher. So I think that these are these are conversations that that Pauls and especially Eberflus, um are, are going to be able to have. Um, but it, it all it all just depends on, you know, how the room looks and, you, you know, what Pauls wants in there. 
No, 100%. Let's uh, let's get to this super chat, man, because I think this is a good topic to finish off on here. Who have a bigger impact this season, Valus or Tyler Scott? Tyler Scott's been getting a lot of love. He's another person that I'm really interested to see who's going to be able to perform better when the pads are on. Tyler Scott's going to be doing a lot. I know like we feel like he's going to be dominating out there at the wide receiver position. Day one, play one, right? He's probably mm-hmm. going to start off on special teams. Probably. Oh, oh. Everybody, everybody. Probably the punt unit. Probably. I mean, you probably don't want to have Bayless Jones on the punt unit as as much anymore, even if uh, I, although I have seen him and credit the Bayless. I I said this in a previous episode. Bayless has been better. Every day I've been out at camp, every time I've seen Bayless Jones, um, you know, and I, and I get to see him up close and personal on the media sideline, you know, Hmm. he looks better. He looks confident. He looks like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to do. He looks like, like if he, if he looked like this coming into camp last season, we'd have been hype about him being a third round pick for the bears. But all that being said, he just looks healthy. And so what can a healthy Bayless Jones do when you're not having the injury, not having that nagging hamstring, not trying to go out there and prove that you weren't a terrible pick. What can you do in those situations? But I'll tell you this right now. Tyler Scott looks like a guy that can put a move on you on the line. And he talked about this um, when we had him over on the podcast, right, where he he made a hezzy move the one day that I was just – I was impressed by. I thought this kid's got it. Like, how the heck did this kid fall so far down? But he got – they said he got killed in press coverage. Um, the problem with that is, and he revealed this to us on the pod, was that he tore his ankle. And had to play the entire season pretty much on a torn ankle. And so when they were seeing him in press coverage, you're trying to get off of the line on a torn ankle. Pretty And so <laughs> now he's saying he's 100% healthy. He's ready to go. He's, he's you know, looking to go out there and, and dominate. And I'll tell you what, the move off of the line looks great. And I don't think that Bayless has that move. I don't think the, the shiftiness off of the line looks really, really good. And I don't think that Bayless has that move. What Bayless does have, he does also have the speed. Uh, he has a little bit more, um, a little bit, uh, a lot more actually weight to him. You know what I mean? Where Velas to me is kind of going to be like a player where if he catches the ball in space, he could be more of a pinball um, where he could bounce off of guys. He can hit guys. They're going through the line to me. Tyler Scott's just going to be pure speed. I'm going to beat you over the top. I'm good. And, and he talked about even right. Like the one thing that I love when we heard about Luke Getze talking about him today was Getze talked about, he does something once. That's all he needs. You tell him something one time, that's all he needs. He goes out there, he's able to do it. And he spoke to us about the mental side of the game and how that has to be so important to him. Um, And that's the one thing that he really wants to show the coaching staff when he goes out there is, you know, it's not just speed. It's not just me running. It's not just me being fast. It's also I'm smart at this game. I've got the mental side of the game. I know what I'm doing when I'm out there and you can count on me to know what I'm doing when I go out there. To me, I think Bayless is going to have every – I don't think it's Bayless over Tyler because I think they're going to be asked to do very different things. I think the question is going to be, will Dante Pettis make this team? Because I thought he was a shoe in to make this team, but him not being there this week and Bayless going out there and playing better, Tyler being a rookie this year, Dante might might be on the outs. Um, I mean, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with, with Dante being on the outs. Is because because my my biggest thing last year was like 
even even with the clip, um, like I I I remember I I called in like right after the show, like Bayless, like I would I I never understood it because I'm like Bayless shouldn't be on kick or or punt return like that like that that was that was that was Dante's thing, and if you're saying that, telling me now that. Oh, oh, he's gotten better at he's gotten better at it. He looks more confident. Um, then 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 I'll take that. I don't think it's gonna be a Tyler over Vela's thing or if it, um or either way, because I think that like once you get to preseason or those reps with the pads on are going to are going to tell you a lot. I think when it when it gets down to it, I think it'll probably be close, but I would probably say Maybe Tyler edges him out because the one thing that I like about Tyler is he he, he talks about it in the pod and um he, he also talks about it um in, in the media sessions like he's going to know where to be yeah and like like bear 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 and the one thing I always say like I can't put you out on the field or the court or wherever you you could be a bucket all you want to be. If you don't know where to be when you're out on the floor, you're 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 gonna be a liar. You're gonna be a liability. Like this, this and Lou dude. He talked about that with Bayless last year. Said he came out and didn't know where to go. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yo, this this dude saying like, if you go listen to the pot, he got this. He's got this one great thing where he's sitting there. He's like, yo, I'm in the room. Um, like, 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 I'm in the room, like, trying to line up to, like, to, to, to see where I'm going to be. So that, that's going to be able to go a long way. And then if they do decide, yo, I'm trying to either, either put this kid on kick or pump return, if he performs, like, that's how you get a more rep on the field. I, I, I always go back and I, I I tell people that, uh, it's the same thing you always say, cream rises to the top. I, I, Isaiah Pacheco. Chiefs, literally, one to start a running back. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has it. He's like Andy Reid's like, hey, you know what? I'll give him a shot on kick, kick punt return. Does well on that. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I, I think he got hurt. What two games? Chiefs need to start running the ball. Hey, we got some here. Next thing you know, I'm starting in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So it, it's literally. I, I think I think he'll have the edge just because at the end of the day he knows where to be and if if it's my team that's something that I I value he'll be able to do that but um it'll it'll definitely be an interesting battle because I I think you're gonna see that a lot with the pads on and in preseason so I'll be interested to see who comes out um on top when it comes to those two yeah man we'll see what it's all gonna turn out to be but man finally gonna get to see some padded practices tomorrow. I'm excited for that. I think that this is going to be a heck of a season. Um, and I think we're going to get the first glimpse of what we want to see tomorrow. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat, the designer. Back at it again, joined by the man of the legend, Stefan Adon with no shades. Y'all stay yeah. safe out there, Chicago. Appreciate y'all for showing love. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.